Hey, smart mamas. Welcome to the Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups podcast, a podcast about balancing mom life and work life and everything in between. Being a mama is a hard job. We are three nurse anesthetists reaching out to support and encourage other moms with hectic and chaotic lives. I want to be a nurse anesthetist. No topics are off limits. Relationships, finance, mental health, work. And we aren't sugarcoating anything. No way, hold way. This is real life, real moms, real advice. And we want this to be interactive. We want to hear from you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Hey, Smart Mamas. We've got uh, Lacey, Allen, and Crystal here, and we're coming at you finally all together, right? It's been a few weeks where we've had just the crazy holidays and everything. So we're recording this in, when is this? We're recording this in the middle of January, which is surprising to me because somebody said something about like January 2021, and I was like, oh my God, that's so far into the future. I was (laughs) like, no, we're halfway done with it. So how is everybody? How'd you guys get through the holidays? What's new with you? I feel like it flew, huh? I know. Yeah, it did. Like it's 2021. It's so weird. Like I just started this whole chemo process. Like I feel like yesterday, but that was like six months ago. Yeah. It does feel like it was yesterday. Like we were just introducing the listeners to it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. also I feel like for how crazy 2020 was and how long we were locked down I thought that it would drag and it literally went by faster than any other year I can remember it Um, really did yeah so I'm pretty surprised we're in 21 I'm pretty relieved we're in 2021 I have a lot of hopes for this year but we'll see how that goes yeah it's starting off a bit rough yeah so far just like the crazy cousin but Uh we do have something to celebrate Crystal has her last chemo treatment in just what, like three days? Yes, the last one on the Monday. Last one, and she's gonna ring the bell. We pray <laughs> if she if she's awake for it. <laughs> yeah, if I can handle the Benadryl, it's so tough. It's like Benadryl is it's like sevoflurane. I mean, or worse <laughs> for me. It's so bad. They're dropping ether in your uh, Benadryl. <laughs> like the nurse, like sometimes I'll get like a chatty one and she'll want to talk to me after she gives it to me. And I'll have to like, like my words start to slur and I'll have to say like, I just need to close my eyes. Like I have to like kick her out so I can sleep. Um, how much are they giving you exactly? Tw- just 25. Oh my goodness. You are. Wow. But IV, I mean, have you ever had IV Benadryl? Oh, no, it's IV. I'm scared of Benadryl because one time I took it and had the paradoxical effect and I was like licking the walls. Uh. <laughs> so now I'm like, please never again. I'm terrified of Benadryl. Yeah. And then when they're, when they're done, they like deaccess my port. They're like, okay, you can go. I have to like peel my eyes open and like stand up and like get my bearings. I mean, it's, it's oh rough. Did they let you drive yourself home after that? I do drive myself home. <laughs> it's awkward. So- I mean, I'm just so tired, but then I just go home and sleep the rest of the day. I'm sure it takes a lot out of you anyway, but on top of that, now they're like. Yeah. Sedating me. Well, yeah. Rick's going to come tomorrow. He really wants to go or not tomorrow, oh, Monday. So we can get him to take the video and maybe one of you can remember to have you hit the bell before you get the Benadryl. True. Otherwise, well, see a video of him like puppeting your hand. Up <laughs> he's not allowed. So I hope they don't kick him out. Like I haven't tried to bring anyone, you know, I'm, I'm just going to try to sneak him in and be like, 
it's my last time. True. We'll see. Hopefully it's like the right nurses at the right time and Mm -hmm. they won't make a stink about it. Do you get your chemo in the morning or in the afternoon? The morning. Okay. At nine. Well, at least you get to go sleep all day. I know. Yeah. It sounds like you need it after your Benadryl trip. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like, you know, do you guys ever use Benadryl in your anesthetics? You know, on the on the vial, it Rarely. says, like, high potency. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you ever pre-treat people with Benadryl, you can tell. It's almost like you gave them, like, Versed. I mean, it makes yeah. them really sleepy. Yeah. But, you know, and I can see why. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I, I think Yeah, I, I thought you were getting PO. So you're no. like, oh, they give it to me, and I'm instantly asleep. And I was like, huh, that's a weird reaction. And then you're like, I give it in my port. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're, like, directly injecting yes, it's, into your it's brain. Like, it's within seconds, within seconds. Yeah. yeah, I remember the heroin addicts used to ask for Benadryl IV with Benergan at the same time because if you push it together, they get this like weird heroiny high. Really? And so now that you're saying that it, when it goes in your port, and now it makes sense because I'm like, well, all you're missing is Benergan for your real trip. Yeah, I mean, um, I could see like I literally start slurring, like it's yeah. it changes my brain. That's crazy. Yeah, That's so funny though. My goodness, I would love to see it. He needs to take like maybe I'll maybe I'll let him record me. You should, and share with only you guys. <laughs> it's not pretty. And our Instagram. Well, today I had to get an MRI, uh, like the follow up mm-hmm. post chemo to like see you know what's left. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, you guys have never gotten a breast MRI, but it is ridiculous. Like you straddle this thing. And drop your boobs into this like dangly open thing. So your boobs are like, like hanging like a free. Hanging bra kind of a thing. No, you they're just hanging. They're hanging you, like, there. You put each boob through like a hole and then they're just hanging there. And then you like get you're like, you know, I'll have all this like stuff on you, like when we put people prone, like on your pelvis, underneath your shins. And then yep. you have to put your arms at your side and your face in like a prone pillow and your boobs just just hanging free. But you've got this like metal piece on your sternum to like separate everything. It's really painful actually to lay there like that for an hour. But oh my gosh, I got, an hour? I got it done. Yeah. MRIs and take forever. Now I know like when we do abdominal MRIs and stuff, we, you know, have to like hold, like ha- have people like hold their breath or like hold patients' breaths if they're under general anesthesia. Did you have to do any of that where it was like every like scan you had to like hold your breath for so many seconds at a time? No, I just like tried to breathe normally, but then there was one point where it took a long time in between pictures and I started to like doze and then she started the machine and it's really loud. So it like startled mm-hmm. me and I about like jumped out of the thing. We had to like re-put my boobs in, in the holes Oh, no. I like startled them out. I'm like, oh my god! I'm surprised they don't give you the little headphones with the music or like. Earbuds. Oh, she did. Oh, it, it scared me through that. Crystal, you should have just taken a Benadryl. I should have. <laughs> I should have. You would have woken a- up like two days later. Yeah. <laughs> You've been like apneic on your belly. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. I'm glad all that is behind you now. Me too. Yes. And we look forward to being able to update our listeners on how everything goes on our next episode and kind of what your next steps are after that. So we, we like, I think, I feel like I text you guys more than I text my husband. Like we text back and forth about like random crap throughout the day, all day, every day, it seems. Um, And we were talking about 
like the mental load of motherhood and kind of just like the things that just dealing with it. And, uh, you know, we were trying to define it for this episode. So we decided we should talk about it for this episode. But do you guys have like a good definition of like what the mental load of motherhood really is? So for me, it's, and I didn't really realize they had an, that it had a name until not that long ago. And it's just kind of all the shit you feel like is making you drown in day-to-day life. It's just the constant to-do list in your head that your sole responsibility is. And it just, I don't know, just like drags you down. It's the stuff that like your husband will never do. Like make doctor's appointments, buy clothes that fit, um, order <laughs> Christmas gifts, order your mom flowers, you know, like get the grocery list going. Like what else do you guys have on your mental load list? Um, I, it reminds me of the person that spins plates. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like you just keep running back and forth, spinning all the plates, hoping that nothing falls and crashes down. That's how I feel. I feel like I'm just spinning like a hundred plates all at the same time. And like, there's never a second to stop and take a breath because the plate's going to fall and you got to go do that, you know? And it's funny because I saw this meme online that said, um, like raising kids or like mental load or something is like jumping out of an airplane with everybody in your family and nobody's parachute opens. So you fly around trying to open everybody's yes. parachute mm. and yours doesn't open. And then you hit the ground, but you don't die. You just have to get up and help everybody stand up. Like that <laughs> is exactly, that is the best definition of mental load of motherhood. I can imagine you were just everybody's like right-hand man, brain, like everything for everyone all the time, except nobody does it for you. So you're trying to like have an ounce left for yourself. And it's, it's the craziest experience. So the way that, so I was having a really hard time like defining it. So I did some like research before we recorded this and, and the best definition that resonated with me was, and Ellen, I've seen that meme and I know exactly how that feels. And it's, it's like when, so the other day I wanted to bake cookies and I was like, okay, we're home. It's, you know, Sunday and we can bake cookies, but the counter's full of dirty dishes. So I started putting the dishes away and then I noticed that the towels were dirty. So I took the towels down to throw them in the laundry. I noticed a pile of laundry. So then I sort the laundry and then I noticed the garbage is full downstairs. So I take the garbage upstairs and empty it. And then I walk past something and I end up upstairs and I end up cleaning the bathroom in a different part of the house. And we never made cookies. And that's like what the mental load of motherhood is to me is like, you know, it's just, you end up doing all of those other things. And it's not that our husbands aren't helpful. My husband is incredibly helpful, but he would have just done the dishes, you know, and then he would have moved on to something else. And then he would, you know, whereas I'm like, oh, I see this. And then I see it's like squirrel brain where you're like, okay, I see this. And then, oh, you're cleaning off the table and this bill needs to go out. Okay. Well, let me, let me pay this bill. Let me put it in the mailbox. Okay. Then you walk past something else on your way into the house and then you just end up a million different places. Yeah. And you know, I think part of it has to do with not knowing how to be present because I've heard a lot of people, like particularly people who have been through motherhood already and who like now are grandparents or, you know, at least can see from the other side, they always say like the clothes will be there tomorrow. Or like the towels can get washed tomorrow or, you know, the mail can get done tomorrow. Just like be present and make those cookies with your kids. But I feel like we're just 
always trying to do all the things a hundred percent all at the same time. And then like, you actually don't do the one thing that you set out to do. And it's kind of sad if you think about it, it's like, you're just not present in your own life, you know? Yeah, it's true. But I think, I don't know. I have like so many feelings about, excuse me. I have so many feelings about when people say like, people look back and say things mm-hmm. because hindsight is, is 2020, but mm-hmm. it's also really easy to look back and just see the moments of baking cookies with your kids and not see the mountain of dishes that you had to just literally like push to the side in order to find a counter space to do it, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I think that it just like, it stresses people out when they hear, Oh, just be present. Oh, just, you know, like the dishes can wait. These things can wait. And it's like, yeah, they can wait until I have no more clean socks or underwear. And my kids ran out of pants a couple of days ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We had an argument about this at our house the other day. And like Lacey, my husband's really, 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 really helpful. But I think men as a species are helpful if they're told what to do. And like, if they have a list where I just walk in a room and I can find six things that need to be done immediately. And they walk in a room and they're like, what, you know? So he always says to me, like, just tell me what to help you with and I'll do it. And he really does. He does. Like I say what I need help with, but I think as women, we're always like, I don't want to tell you, I want you to just know, but this Mm -hmm. is never going to happen. Kind of like a dumb argument to continue having over and over. Cause that's just how they're wired. And not that that's an excuse, but really like, we just have to understand that we're not wired the same way. And I feel like when I ask for help, that load becomes a lot easier to bear. But my problem is I never want to inconvenience people. And I think that's a whole separate issue. It's like a people pleaser issue. And so I never want to like bother someone asking them to help me. But then at the same time, I get resentful of everybody because nobody helps me. So mm-hmm. it's just this like round and round thing that I think a lot of women suffer from. I also feel like it causes mom guilt because mm-hmm. you're so busy doing all the stupid things that you can really wait to do that at the end of the day, you're just pissed off at everyone who didn't help you because it's their fault that you haven't spent time with your kids. You know what I mean? That's, it's just this like weird intertwined relationship of the mother load of the mom guilt of the people pleasing. Like it's all this stuff. I feel like it's the season you have to walk through, um, to gain those skills to like really set those boundaries and be better no matter how much people tell you, you know, wait, let it wait or whatever. I feel like one day I will also tell my future daughter-in-law the same thing, but right now Mm -hmm. I'm like just spinning plates all day long. Do you think it's so like we take this meant like the primary mental load on ourselves. Like Mm -hmm. our husbands don't like make us do it. We just do it. We just get shit done and and do it. What do like the single dads do? I mean, they have to make the doctor appointments. They have to order new clothes. They, you know, they have to like do Girl Scouts or dance. I mean, is it just. I think they do it one at a time. Like they just like, they're like, oh, this doctor appointment needs to be made. Okay, I'll make it. Versus like, oh, I'm doing the dishes. I remember the doctor's needs appointment. Doctor appointment needs to be made. So I'm going to quick do that while I do that. You know, like they just, I think that they do yeah. things one at a time. <laughs> yes. I don't think men are as big multitaskers. I still think they can get it done. And I think like, obviously if their back's against the wall and they're the only one there, they're going to do it. I just don't, I think like Lacey, they, they're not going to be like washing the dishes with the phone on their shoulder up against their ear, 
you know, also, you know, with cookies in the oven (laughs) to uh, whisk up some eggs to throw in dinner. Like, I think they're just better at prioritizing maybe, or at just like taking it easy, being more present. I don't know. I think they are definitely capable. I just think that we do this to ourselves. I don't think there's anyone to blame except ourselves. It's awful. I think in many ways that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, they're they're not just thinking about all this stuff that like for me, I'm almost constantly thinking about like what needs to get done. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, that's not just on their brains at all times. No, it's not. And especially not if they're lucky enough to be married to somebody like you, because they're just then trained not to. Like, I literally asked my husband, I'm like, why, why? And he's like, (laughs) you just always do it. Yeah. Like, I don't ever have to think about it. So I don't, you know. And it's true. He's just not wired to. The habit's not formed. Yeah. Whereas for us, and I always wonder, I'm like, is it because my mom was like that and I watched her? So I stepped into that role because I thought that that's what was normal. Or like, is it a female thing that every female steps into? Or like, how does that, why? Why I think it's it's control issues too, I think. Uh, Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's like, Mm -hmm. help me. But no, not like that. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You're doing the dishwasher wrong. Just step aside. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that one meme or no, someone posted it. They were like, you know, help you want your kid to thrive in the world and make their own mistakes and do their own, you know, dance to their own music. But w- when they're helping you decorate the tree, it's like uh, those ornaments don't go on that branch. Yeah. <laughs> let me you just move that for you. <laughs> yeah. We do it for ourselves. Like we can't even let someone help us because they're doing it wrong. Yeah. So Crystal... How is this in your house? Like, what is what is this like with you and your husband? So my husband, like you guys said, like is extremely helpful and he's amazing. He gets shit done. But I like, I guess I kind of run the show. I like decide what we're going to do. He'll like ask me, what are we doing this weekend? Like, I don't think ever in his, like, he would be like, make plans for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not his thing. He just asked me what we're doing. Um like I just do everything and I just delegate like what needs to be done. And, and since I've been kind of not able to do everything since I've been doing chemo, he's like taken over and he's done a great job. Like he really, really has honestly, like I wouldn't have expected him to do as well as he did, you know, like getting her, her lunch packed every night and getting her book bag packed and homework done. And she doesn't always make it to the bath, but he tries. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like they they just pick and choose and realize that some things just have to be okay. Not being done. And we are just, we will kill our mental emotional state being like, I didn't do that. I'm the worst mom in the world, you know, where guys are just easier at letting it go. But you reminded me, I work with this one guy who, whenever, you know, it's Friday and everyone at work is always like, Oh, the weekend's coming. What are you doing this weekend? He always says this and it makes me laugh because it's so true. He says, I'll be told. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good man. <laughs> yeah. I'll be told. And it's That's so funny because it's so true. Like it is so true. You know? I love and that. and it's not like I care, you know, like he could totally decide what we're gonna do. He just doesn't. Yeah. You know? Lacey, what about Michael? Does he plan? He does quite a bit. I don't know. He he actually he does a really good job with a lot of these things, but you know, the mental load is still there in like uh so here's an example. Like I forgot to 
make doctor's appointments. And so the doctor's office kept calling me, but they couldn't get through because they had called me during the day and I wasn't answering. And so um, they finally got a hold of him. And he's so I was like, well, first of all, like, why did they waste so much time calling me when there's like two parents numbers on mm-hmm. the chart? And then um, but they got a hold of him and he was like, oh, they need doctor's appointments. Oh. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, and so so he like made them. He's like, oh, I guess they're due for them. They told me they needed them. Is that right? And I was like, yep, that's right. And, <laughs> you know, not in a bad way, but like, so he made them and he made them when he was available to take the kids. And so that oh, was good. awesome. Yeah, I mean, he does a really good job, but it's just we work differently. In another way we work differently is my husband is like, we always end up like leapfrogging each other. Do you guys do this where it's like, you're like, like trying to finish a task and then he'll be like, well, I'm sick of waiting for you. So I'm going to go do this other thing. So I was like making dinner. We were newly married and lived in a little postage stamp yard, little house. And, uh, he's like, how, what, how long till dinner's ready? And I was like about 10 minutes. And he goes, okay, I'm going to go mow the lawn now. And I was like, it's like 10 minutes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So it's like yourself a glass of wine. Yeah. So that, but it's like, you know, and so then of course dinner's ready before he's done mowing the lawn. And then, you know, we just kind of, then I start something else and then dinner gets cold, you know, but do you guys end up doing that or is that not how your husbands operate? In one, no, mine definitely does that. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just like leaf blow the garage for 45 minutes to avoid doing something or like, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, so can you leave your phone in the kitchen? Because if you take your phone yeah. you for three hours. Yeah. How do they get to poop for so long? I don't think like, they're I think they're just escaping. I know. My husband is like the master of like on a Saturday. Like say we've got all day Saturday. And for me in my mind, like the shit that needs to get done gets done. Like the laundry, all the shit from the week that's piled up, like that needs to get done. And then whatever leftover time we can like do a project or something. But like he'll start bright and early on Saturday, like with some random ass project that he just pulled out of his ass. But then I'm like annoyed because now I have to do all the like housework, you know, that needs to be done. That actually matters. The stuff yeah. actually yes. has a time stamp on it. Yeah. Yeah. We have that discussion all the time. And it's so funny because we always get in this thing where he's like, if I don't do it now, right now for Ellen, right now. And I'm like, <laughs> well, because it's like time sensitive. Like you can leave. <laughs> I can hear you saying this to your husband. My husband says the same thing. Same like, thing. Go blow the garage any day, and we uh-huh. don't. Do that so it doesn't matter. But if we don't have underwear to wear, like that's a problem that needs mm-hmm. to be solved right now because you wear underwear every day. And we always like he's been so much better about this. But my biggest thing when we, especially when two kids came, now we have a third one coming, is so the way I look at it is like if the kids are awake then we should both be like on weekends like working to you know deal with that my husband will go to the bathroom to poop for four hours Mm -hmm. (laughs) and be like oh now I have to take a shower for like another three hours oh now I have to like do this random thing and then it's nap time and when it's nap time now I've been entertaining the kids all morning and at nap time is the only time I have to like get laundry done. So now I'm getting laundry done, even though I would much rather love to like go take a shower or take a nap or do anything for myself. But then he uses nap time to like do whatever he wants. I'm like, so do you did whatever you wanted all morning? Now you're going to do what you want all nap Mm -hmm. time. And then come evening time, you're going to start all over again. So that's my thing. I'm like, why wouldn't you save your like grooming 
you know, activities. <laughs> so you don't leave me alone all day. But they don't get it. But like, that's the thing. They they'll take care of themselves first, and we always take yeah. care of ourselves last. That's what it comes to. Mm-hmm. You know, that was our argument the other day. I said yes. You don't realize that. I put everybody before me and I never take care of me. Like I don't even get to go get like my nails done if I wanted to, because I, there's no time, but men take care of themselves first. And then everybody else comes behind that. Yeah. And I said, that's the main difference, but they, they just don't get it. It's, it's a lost cause. I don't even know why I have these conversations anymore. You know, I vividly remember like when we became parents and the whole, like, you know, you don't sit down and have dinner together as a like loving couple when you have a newborn at least for us it wasn't like that somebody was always taking care of the baby and you know while someone ate it was a handoff and I think for the first like six to eight months like he would you know make the food and then he would eat and then he would hand off to me and then I would eat and I don't know it was like I just lost my shit one day and I was like, I haven't had fucking warm food in like eight months. Why do you always get to eat first? Like just lost (laughs) my shit. And he's like oh, okay. You can eat first. Like I'll take care of the baby. But I was just like, why, why does you get to eat warm food? I I should deserve warm food. Yeah. But you know, what's funny. Like we probably, you were probably sitting there wondering like, why is he not offering for me to eat Mm -hmm. first? Yeah. Probably wondering like, why didn't she just tell me that she wanted to eat first? Exactly. It's such a breakdown. It's so funny, but the longer this goes on, I just realized like, this is just how it's going to be. You just, I have to communicate better. I have to literally write down a list and then they will do it. And then I can't complain. But if I sit around and wait until a man figures out that I need help and what I need help with, I will be dead. True. I will literally be a skeleton. I'm just glad that I'm not the only one going through this because you guys are telling these stories and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely can relate. So Ellen, you raise a really good point. Um, Some of the ways that we can help our mental load, one of them is to make a list. And, you know, these lists often get uh, like poo-pooed a lot with as honeydew lists. So what's on my honeydew list? And it's like, well, if you could anticipate what was on the honeydew list, you wouldn't have a honeydew list. So, Mm -hmm. but like making a list was one. Um, Let me see. Yeah. I think that's good. Like you purge what's on your mind. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, all this shit that has to get done this weekend, purge it, get it all on a piece of paper and just go over it with your husband. Like, let's get this done this weekend. And then we can have time for, whatever we want to do as a family, you know? And I also think it helps, not only helps them like be able to anticipate, Oh, like this is all the stuff we have to do this weekend. I didn't even know. And it also helps like us with anxiety because the more mm-hmm. you keep up in your head and like your head's not supposed to be a filing cabinet, it's supposed to be like a computer and process things quickly. But the more you like jam it up with like unnecessary files to remember, um, everything slows down. You be- I feel like I get so anxious because I'm like, all these things have to be done. It's cluttered in my head. Like I'm so over the top. And then if I brain dump like onto a paper, literally everything from like brush your teeth to, you know, every task we have, I feel better. Cause now I'm like, I don't have to carry the burden of remembering it at least, you know, mm-hmm. now you can like check it off a list and relax. Yeah. And how good does it feel to check shit off a list? Oh, I love oh it. yes. <laughs> so satisfying. Like I get like so <laughs> check it. I like, uh-huh. And if I if I do like a task before I make the list, I'll add it to the list just so I can check it off. Yes. Oh mm-hmm. my god, yes. I do this all the time. I'm like, even though it's done, I'm gonna put it there so that I know I accomplished next year. Yep. Exactly. Yes. How about the little wins? The little wins add up. It's true. And so another thing that uh 
I found to help with this is like, you know, we, and we all said it is that we kind of bring some of this stuff on ourselves. And instead of waiting for somebody to notice that we need help, just ask for help and just say like, I need you to do this instead of like, can't you see how busy I am? That's usually my response. (laughs) Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. I, yeah. What, like the other day when we argued, he was like, well, just tell me what I need to do. I'm like, just anything. He's like, well, what? Cause I don't know what needs to be done. I'm like, how do you not know what needs to be done? (laughs) But just think about like how ridiculous we are. Like imagine if our husband had all this shit in his mind that he wanted to do, but wouldn't tell us. And it was all frantic about it that we didn't know what he wanted us to do. We'd be like, what the? This guy what is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Or imagine if like one of your coworkers did this and you're like, how do I know what you need for a case? You won't even tell me what case you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my God, you're so right. Except when it's me being crazy, it mm-hmm. seems totally Oh, it's totally. totally legit when we're the ones who are like, how do you not know this? Yeah. That's when your head goes spinning and you just like become the exorcist. But I did mm-hmm. walk in the other day and he was doing all the laundry and I was like, who taught you to do laundry? Yeah. I love when they do laundry. It's, but I know. they have to fold it. It can't oh, just oh. be washed and dried. He's see, a master folder too. Oh, see my husband does laundry and he, he does a lot of laundry. But he doesn't believe it. Well, I don't know if he be- doesn't believe in it. I'm going to get in trouble now because his sister listens to this podcast. <laughs> but he he doesn't like stain treat anything. So if it mm, ends up yeah. in the pile, so like the like yellow poopy infant poop on like white clothing, straight in the washer, no pretreatments, mm-hmm. comes out yellow. And then I'm like there with a toothbrush, like scrubbing and scrubbing and trying to salvage this outfit that they're going to outgrow in about two minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just like, goodbye. Yeah. No, I can't like, like carefully... throw clothes away. Oh, I'm, I do. Like, I'm There's the like scrubber. I'm the scrubber. I'm the one who like puts it out in the sunshine. I scrub, I soak, I scrub again. Oh yeah. I mean, I'll scrub before it gets washed and dried, but if it's already been washed and dried and there's a big stain, like it's got to go. Lacey, no Mm -hmm. wonder you're so busy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So at least now, so like we, so what happened was I would find these clothes and I would freak out about them. And so now we talked about it and he leaves the dirty stuff like that in a pile for me to do my scrubbing and cleaning it. And so like, it it works. Like, you know, he's still doing the laundry. I'm not mad when we're putting it away and I find all these, or I pull stuff out of the drawer. Like that makes me so mad. It's like when I pull stuff out of the drawer and there's like big yellow, like splotches on it, on these like super cute little outfits. I'm like, ah, anyways I can't imagine you freaking out over that (laughs) that is so funny we all have our like thing freak out thing that's funny so at at the beginning of this episode we were talking about something that reminded me of a moment I had with my mother-in-law and you know she doesn't talk a lot about the struggles of parenthood a lot uh she was a professor um, at a university and raised two kids and her husband worked and owned a business. So she was very, very busy and she was like us, you know, but we don't talk about this very much. But my 
three-year-old, almost three-year-old, we went to the visit them. And on the way there, we had to stop and she had to go potty. And the potty scared her because, you know, those like toilets in public places where they automatically flush and they're super loud and that scares children. So she, for like the next four days, like would basically hold it till she peed her pants because she was scared of all potties then. And so we like in the middle of everything, she just like pees her pants and is crying because she's terrified of the potty. And I was like ready to like just cry and like lose my mind. And my mother-in-law, like I got it, we got it cleaned up. And then she like gave me a hug and she said, she's like, you know, I don't know if my daughter knows this story. So if you're listening, I'm sorry, (laughs) you'd have never heard this story before, but she's like, you know, my daughter totally did the same kind of a thing in the middle of the grocery store when she was about the same age. And there I was like trying not to cry, like pulling like paper towels off the shelf and like opening them up, trying to clean up this mess that she had made in the middle of the store and, and just like sharing the struggles of motherhood. And so it was just like a really refreshing thing because I do feel like a lot of people, you know, in the generation above us, look at us and say, well, why aren't you enjoying this more? And, you know, to have somebody recognize like, yeah, the struggles were there for me too. Like the good moments are the ones that you hang on to, but the struggles are the ones that sometimes we get reminded of. So I thought that was just a sweet moment. Yeah. It makes somebody more relatable when you know that they're human and they also went through it. I mean, everybody goes through it, but people just don't talk about it, which is why I try to show like as much real life as possible. But I think also that the generational thing is different too, because back in their generation, most women were able to stay home. Mm -hmm. So maybe Mm -hmm. they still had the motherhood load, but they also were not also full-time working on top of it. Mm -hmm. So I think that adds a whole nother layer, you know, like my mother-in-law, when I talk about it, she always talks about how like she was home with the kids all day and she would have like three meals a day and then dessert made fresh every day. I'm like, well, that's just sure shit not happening with me because Mm -hmm. I like, I make fresh dinner every night, but I sure as hell I'm not making a pie. I mean, how, (laughs) you know, but I think generational because like now most families are double income households. They have to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So it, it's just a completely different world we live in. And a lot of people in our, in our parents' generation and grandparents can't relate to it because they're like, why can't you enjoy it? And I'm like, when? Right. Just to enjoy anything, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's sad to say, cause I know people are very poorly off in this world and we're very lucky, but I think it's just important to remind like our parents' generation that we have a lot on our plate, you know, it's mm-hmm. a very different time right now. Yep. So if that makes you feel any better, <laughs> maybe, maybe it makes you feel worse. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think that it's, yeah. It's you know, yeah, and then you it feel is. like a crazy person. Yeah. I mean, we're all crazy, but at least we're mm-hmm. together. In our own exactly. way, in our own like lovable way, we're all just a little crazy. Our everybody, everybody is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Moms go wild sometimes. Yeah. I remember I used to be, and I don't, I don't know why looking back, like why did I have no idea. I was like so scared for her to have a tantrum in public. Like it even when she was just like a baby baby, like the thought of her like losing her shit in public, like made me sweat. And I remember I was at Target and I was checking out and she like started to get fussy. And I mean, I literally was like hot hand sweating. Like the thought of like a screaming child, everyone looking at me was like, 
my worst nightmare. I don't know why. I just couldn't handle it. Yeah, that's how people act on planes too. They're like, oh my God, I don't want to be that person. But everyone's been that person. I've had people like older people say to me, honey, we've all been there. It's okay. You know, just buy yeah. people around you a drink or just like bring little mini bottles of alcohol on board or something because they're like, everyone has been there. If anybody's saying that they've never been there, they're lying. Or you they know? don't See, have now, children. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. They don't have kids. I see yeah. that mom now and I want to like, this post probably before I realized like the struggles of motherhood. I, I think it was still really new and I like felt like maybe a failure. I don't know. But now I see like moms and they'll be in the same situation. And I like, you make eye contact and you kind of give them a nod. Like you're you doing- got this girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're doing a good job. It's I always want to like, so I, I think this makes me just a little bit weird, but like, I always want to like walk up to them and be like, you're doing a good job, mom. But then I'm like, oh, they're going to think I'm totally weird when I do that. So I never do, but I always like want to, I want to like walk up and be like, you're doing a good job. It's okay. You know, but then they're going to look at me like I'm insane and they're having a bad day already. And so I'm always like, hi. No, I think you (laughs) can say that without saying anything. I think, I think there's like underlying mom speech or lack of, there's just a Mm -hmm. look. I think so too. I always want to give them a hug, but like, they know you make eye contact and they know, I mean, uh-huh. it's kind of hard now with masks on. They don't yes. have Cause I feel like my expression is like very full faced <laughs> and otherwise I just give like weird eyes, but uh, <laughs> I, totally, I, I know what you mean. Like I see that mom and I'm just like, you got this girl. Mm-hmm. You're, it's you're fine. No one's judging you. You know, it happens to everybody. And that's the thing I think is that when it happens to you, you feel like you're the only person that it happens to. Yeah. And because you're the only person that it's happening to at that moment in your location, but it happens to everybody all over the place. Yeah. So we support you. Yeah. Just know if you ever feel bad, just listen to this podcast and you'll hear how crazy the rest of us are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, (laughs) do you want to take us home, Crystal? Yeah. So thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We really appreciate it. If you guys haven't yet, if you could please go over to iTunes and rate us, review us and subscribe to this podcast, that would be amazing. And also you can follow us on all our socials. We are on Facebook at Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups. We are on Instagram at Hey Smart Mamas. You can follow me uh, on Instagram at STL underscore injector. You can follow Lacey at it's Miss Lacey Lee L E A. So it's L A C I L E A. And Ellen, what are you on on Instagram? I'm easy. I'm Ellen Loletta, my whole name. Yeah. So you can follow our podcast. You can follow us and um, we will be back next week. And I do add. I have a shout out for somebody. So we talk a lot about ladies and mamas and stuff, but there is one gentleman who I know listens to us and he always has like the sweetest things to say after our episodes. So Kent, I know you're listening. Thank you so much for listening. And here's your shout out. Yeah, definitely. And I, Lacey, we we're going to read a review or something this time. Oh yeah, we should. Okay. Let me go find one. Does anyone have one handy? Okay. I have a review. Wonderful podcast for moms. Excellent down-to-earth and support. Strong work. That's from BU Bear Mom. Thank you, BU Bear Mom. Thank you. We love you guys. Love your reviews. We love your shout-outs. So keep them coming. Tag us on Instagram if you're listening to our podcast. Take a screenshot. Tag us. We love it. And, um, yeah, can't wait to talk to you next time. Yeah, and share with your mom friends. 
Yes. Thank you so much for sharing and hanging with us here. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.